You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Jamal Collier, one of my great friends. He's covering the Nationals for MLB.com, and we have a treat for you today, guys. So, Jamal, first of all, thanks for chatting with me. Uh, Thanks for chatting with me. I'm excited. Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back. So we're going to talk a little news, and then we're going to kind of wrap up spring training. This is our last podcast for the spring. You wrote a really nice story about Adam Eaton's return and how his ACL injury could actually help the longevity of his career. So talk me through how that is going to work. Yeah, you know, oddly, when he first kind of mentioned it and brought it up, that this ACL could kind of be a long-term good thing, um, it kind of struck me as something pretty odd. Obviously, tearing an ACL is not a net positive, but not a positive in general. Um, and, and I kind of was wondering, is he choking? Is he kidding? What, what exactly does he mean by uh, this could be a long-term good thing for him? And, you know, he kind of mentioned a, a couple of different reasons that I thought were pretty legit. Um, and I won't give away the whole whole story here, but, you know, he talks about the fact that, one, when you're young and starting out, you can just kind of show up to the field and play, you know, to stretch and, and take care of your body and get treatment. You know, he's now really developed a, a really good routine, he feels like, for himself as far as stretching and, and getting prepared to play in games. He's going to be a little bit smarter. If you remember that ACL injury came when he lunged at first base uh, in a game in April. That's something he says now that I've kind of slowed the game down. I'm trying to think about the game more before I just kind of go run. Uh, you know, all out every single play, you know, I, that's got a play that I wouldn't do right now, and it probably wouldn't be in this situation. Um, so it's just a couple, a couple of things. He had a couple of things that he just said, taking that year off just kind of helped him correct little nagging injuries that, of course, you don't do, um, you know, when you're kind of in the grind of playing. So it's just a very interesting to hear him talk about. And, and, of course, part of that is him just kind of turning this into a positive and trying mm-hmm. to take the, the silver lining out of all this. But, you know, he seemed pretty legit. That this is going to help him kind of extend his career, and he has some pretty good comparisons of some of the players that he feels that, you know, start off as the kind of speedy guys who were running the walls and such, and then kind of, you know, developed and, and became something else later in their career. So uh, it was a fun story to do. Yeah, you don't hear that often, players taking a positive away from missing yeah. an entire season. It's usually something that's kind of stressful for them because the competition is so high and you can lose your spot. You could come back and, and never be the same. You know, there's a lot of uncertainties. So I really like the fact that he was open-minded about missing an entire season. So that yeah. was really great stuff, man. Um, so wrapping up, the spring training, uh, yeah. opening day is a week away. It's over. Yeah, you guys are, you're almost there. The reporters, I've been talking to you guys throughout the week, and everyone seems pretty ready to get home, get this season started. So we're going to get you there. Let's first talk about the biggest storyline of spring for the Nats. What was it? You know, the Nats were, coming into spring, didn't have a whole lot of necessarily competition or or, or position battles. There were a couple of unsettled spots at backup catcher, uh, and that looks like it's kind of going to go to Miguel Montero. He kind of really emerged uh, fit in kind of perfectly here, and you could maybe see him kind of take over at that spot. Uh, this starter spot, A.J. Cole, is probably going to kind of come over. But I think the biggest story uh, really has been Dave Martinez and, and, you know, his first spring, his first camp as a manager, yeah. just exactly what that would look like. Um, it turns out it looks like something with camels, and they've had, you know, putting contests here at camp, and, and uh, they've had a bunch of a, a turn-it-up day where they had a DJ blasting music for the entire workout. Um, it's been just a, a lot different, a lot of uh, fun and loose camp. It's kind of been the 
the the things that you hear from some of the, a lot of the players that they really enjoyed it um and you know trying to stay loose before the season starts and i think that you know we still don't know exactly how dave martinez will be and what kind of manager he'll be but yeah. you know he's a, a guy who is uh is going to try a lot of new interesting and creative things uh not just you know with as far as how he runs camp but also with his lineup um you know there's also a story up on the mobile.com uh for this week that you know they've didn't he? He said it. He was open to the idea of potentially starting Bryce Harper as a leadoff hitter at some point this season, which is uh, it's another thing that is something I hadn't even ever considered yeah. and, and, at all. And it, but it, you know, he has some reasonings behind it, and not something they do all the time. But uh, you know, just a, it's again a guy who's, who's willing to tr- think outside the box and be a little unorthodox in his methods. I think the, the biggest thing that from this camp so far is just um, you know getting a taste of what kind of manager that Dave Martinez will be. Yeah, there's a youth movement going on, not just in Nats camp, but across baseball in general. And it's uh, it's exciting, I think, to watch. Yeah. Baseball is changing, and it's not we're not messing with the traditions, but we're definitely seeing this youth movement. And speaking of that, Jamal, Eric Fetty, Andrew Stevenson, some of the top prospects, uh, were those the guys that stood out to you the most in camp? Was there another name? Well, yeah, Victor Robles. I mean, mm. you know, he was a guy course, who really yeah. started off as you know the top prospect, the number six on our top 100 prospects. You know, he he's a guy who really kind of started off on fire, um, and he cooled off a little bit at the end before he was eventually kind of optioned down. But you know, it really wasn't about necessarily his 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 uh, the way he finished necessarily at the plate. But you know, he looks like he's ready. Um, and I think just right now the outfield in in, in D.C. is crowded. We talk about Bryce Harper, obviously, and Adam Eaton and Michael Taylor, um, and, and even Brian Goodwin on the bench. I mean, they've got really capable and good outfielders. But, you know, Robles is a guy who still is 20 years old, never played at AAA. They kind of want him to go down there and, 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 and play every day. They don't want him coming up here to sit on the bench. But I think, you know, from what you saw from him and the kind of takes of spring training, especially at the start, uh, he's a guy who's got to be up at D.C. at some point and going to be a starting outfielder in D.C. at some point. There, I, I like it. I like it. So, Jamal, I feel like, and you know this better than anyone, the expectations for this club, Bryce Harper's last season potentially uh, in Washington, the expectations are high. So my last two questions for you. Number one, what's the biggest question mark entering the season? You know, they, they've got a couple of question marks in the bullpen. It was like every year we, we were talking about the end of the season, that's bullpen, and it's <laughs> a big question mark about who's the closer, what they got at the end. And, and this year they're a little bit more settled. Just having having Sean Doolittle as the closer, having Ryan Madsen and Brandon Kensler backing him up, so they're they're pretty good there. But they don't really have a whole lot of depth. There are a whole lot of strict things outside of those guys, and I think that that's the one thing that uh, you know could potentially rise the problem. You know, there's question marks again about exactly what kind of manager Dave Martinez will be and how exactly you know how he'll be able to get this through an entire season, being the first time doing it. Um, and there's obviously some little health questions maybe here and there, but you know. Daniel Murphy won't start the season on time, but again, this is a team that's pretty set. They stay pretty healthy throughout the spring, and they should be kind of ready to go. As a team is going to be a favorite to win the NL East again, and of course, you know, do a lot more. Okay, so besides health, Jamal, because that's an obvious and a given, and way too easy of an answer, I need the <laughs> X factor. I need the reason that this team is going to contend again in 2018. You know, the stars, uh, and especially Bryce Harper, Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg. When you have those kind of guys, uh, you know, taking a lot, pitching most of your innings or taking your at bats, you know, Anthony Rendon. Just when you have those names at the top of your roster. Uh, you know, they can compete with anybody. That one, two in a rotation is as good as anybody. That middle of the order is going to be as good as anybody. And having that lineup, the depth that they're going to have, I mean, 
Um, you know, it, it's, it's difficult to almost pick one guy because they've got so many guys, especially at the top, that I think are kind of poised for big years. You know, Bryce Harper obviously getting turned a contract year, uh, but he's finally healthy, and we've kind of seen exactly the taste of what he can do when he's healthy. Obviously, the one MVP in 2015. Max coming off two, uh, two back-to-back Cy Young awards. Uh, Strasburg, we saw what kind of the role he ended at the end of last year. Redone had a career. I mean, you got even going on about just talent at the top of this roster. And I think that's the biggest thing that they're going to be counting on those guys to come out and, and have the kind of years they're capable of, um, and they feel pretty good about their chances. All right, man. So listen, when are you leaving Florida? When is the team leaving Florida? <laughs> Sunday, they get Sunday is the last game, uh, and then I am on a plane out of here on Sunday night. All right, there you go. And also, getting ready for Cincinnati for opening day. Getting ready. All right, if you guys still need your Nationals fix, you can go to nationals.com and check out all of Jamal's work, all of his great work. It's going to be really exciting watching this team. And, Jamal, I've had a blast chatting with you today. It's been great. Come back. Come back and, and talk to me again. I'm going to come back. We're going <laughs> to hang out this season. We're going we're gonna to watch some Nationals baseball together. Um, I'm excited. So thank you. Thank you. All right, with Jamal Collier, I'm Danny Wexelman. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.